Well, good morning. Welcome to round two of six habits of healthy people. Um, I just want to welcome you that are watching us online this morning, wherever you are or whatever day of the week you are catching this. Welcome. I got to be right up front and honest with you today and say that, you know, when it came to deciding who was going to speak on these six healthy habits, uh, we were all looking at each other as a pastoral staff wondering who's going to teach and talk on respecting your body when it comes to health versus sloth. You know, nobody wanted to touch this. So we thought it was only fair to create a fitness competition that consisted of a short run, some push-ups, sit-ups, uh, topped off with a spinach and egg white smoothie. And uh, as you might guess, I finished last. And so you guys are stuck with me as we talk about uh, health today when it comes to creating habits. Now, let's have a little bit of fun for a moment as we're still relatively in the new year. I want to just check in with you guys and know how you're doing when it comes to making good decisions. So let's put this fun slide up on the screen and I want to know where you're at. Like if you, you know, at, at the holiday time took a hard right turn and you just have been eating way too much, all right, I want you to put thumbs down. All right, maybe for you, you have, you know, stayed true to yourself and this health plan that you're on and you were doing amazing. Uh, just put a thumbs up in the chat. Uh, but regardless, I want you to know that wherever you are on uh, in your health journey, no matter what stage of your life, uh, we have some good news. I have some good news that I am excited to share with you today because on the topic of habits, See, let's identify, first of all, what a habit is. A habit is a routine behavior that is repeated regularly and tends to occur subconsciously. Now, I know that we all have some really kind of quirky, different types of habits. You know, like for some, maybe it's chewing your nails or, or it is just like excessive washing of hands. Um, I won't get into some of the other weird habits, but if you're married, uh, your spouse can probably attest that, you know, we have some, some weird um, habits that we have. But the good news is we can change our habits. You know, our life is a sum total of the habits that we do. And so I want to put a sobering thought as we, we get ready to go into this conversation, all right, that we do not determine our future. It says instead we choose our habits and our habits determine our future. That is a powerful statement. You know that each one of us are where we are at today because of the choices that we made. Ouch. You know that can kind of cut a little bit. You know if we are not where we want to be that can be a bit of a sobering thought. But the good news is, is that we can change our habits. We can make small changes that over time will make a big difference. You see, we know what we need to do, right? No one needs to tell us. You know, we never stop wanting to look better. Isn't that the truth? We never stop wanting to be healthy. But here's what happens. We stop believing that we can change. Isn't that true? 
that we continually want to improve. We want to be better. But somewhere along the way, we stop believing that we can change. And so I'm hopeful and I'm excited that over these six weeks, that somewhere along the way, you can start believing again. Are you guys with me? If you are with me, like, you can put some things in the chat. Like, you know, you can say things like, that's so good. You know, you can be flexing in the chat. You know, just be active and let me know that you guys are there with me this morning. But here's what we need to know. We need to know that there is no silver bullet. You know, there is no um, easy way. And so I want us to look uh, at a verse in Scripture you know, to, to just show the reality that we all struggle. You know, we, there's this tagline, you know, the struggle is real. Um, well, I want us to look at Romans for a moment. And I want us to, to see that the struggle is actually very real for each and every one of us. And so, check this out. This is Paul saying, he says this, he says, I don't really understand myself. Ever feel that way? He says, for I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. How many married people are with me, uh, you know, this morning on this conversation? You know, I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. I want to pick up the stuff that I left behind, but I forgot, right? How many husbands, you know, am I the only one? It's like, I left that stuff out again. I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Here's another one. Um, I want to do what's right, but I can't. How many online shoppers do we have? That you just keep, you know, filling that cart up, and, and you, just, you just can't seem to stop. It's just like another great deal. You know, here's a classic line that really bothers me. It says, it's this, look at what I got with the money that I saved Think about that. You didn't save any money. You just got more stuff. But you know what? I want to do what's right, but I can't. Here's another one. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Again, how many of us, you know, we just eat way too much, right? It's like, I want to do what, you know, I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. This is the internal, this is the internal struggle that we all face. And this is what Paul is talking about here in Romans. But I want us, I want us to go a little bit farther into what he, he finds out here. And I love this. Okay, so this is Paul speaking. These are the next verses that he talks about. And he says, oh, what a miserable person I am. Isn't that the feeling that we get when we make a mistake and we forget to do what we're supposed to do? Or when we just buy way too much or eat too much, we begin to feel like, you know, we kind of feel like a failure. You know, we, we begin to kind of beat up on ourselves, right? Are you guys with me? And, and then what happens? We spend more money and we eat more food, right? To try to make us feel better. And this is where Paul is at, and this is what uh, Pastor Joel spoke about last week, where we then connect our identity to our actions. We connect what we do to who we are. But here's what Paul came to realize, and I hope that this is what 
you know, you will become to realize uh, as a Christian is he says, thank God Jesus is the answer. Now, what does that mean? Simply this, all right? Um, I don't know if you've, um, you know, if you've uh, have children, if you've been around, you know, babies or anything, but we have four kids, and I never taught my kids to be selfish, right? I, I don't think I taught my kids how to lie, like at like super early age. They figured this stuff out all on their own. Some of you are like, I don't believe you, right? But they did. Why is that? Because as a, our human nature is broken, we are sinful by nature. Those desires that we want the, all the time, that, is, that is, comes from our sinful nature. But Paul realized that we don't have to live by that. We can be free because of Jesus. He has come to pay the price so that we can live in freedom. Come on, somebody. That is good. We don't have to live addicted. We don't have to live miserable lives living in guilt and shame. Jesus has came to free us from that. Free us from what? So we can live a life full of purpose and we can continue believing that God is good and he has great things for us. All right? I hope that right now in the chat um, that you are getting this And so the struggle is real uh, for us all, all right? So here's the deal. As we talk about health this morning and respecting your bodies, I I feel like we have to kind of, you know, these are some things that that we all know, but I want to just hit them uh, on this topic of health. Four things, okay, that we should be doing, all right? Number one is sleep. Doctors recommend that we get seven to eight hours of sleep. I know that, you know, with technology and all this stuff, we don't get that. But the benefits of of sleep, uh, better concentration, more energy, there's just so many benefits to sleeping. Next screen is um, hydration. You know, drinking enough water. You know, seven to eight cups of water a day. These are just practical things. One thing that I've personally learned is through the afternoon, I don't know if you feel this or not, but in the afternoon sometimes you get tired right, and you're just like hard to stay awake, I've learned that if you just start drinking more water, true story, your energy will will come back up. Uh, Number three is nutrition. Sometimes we think of nutrition as, as, you know, just a way to uh, lose weight, but nutrition and food is fuel for our body, and if we can fuel our body with the right things, we're going to have more energy. Now, here's my favorite. Number four is exercise. All right, exercise has so many benefits. And again, I know we all know to do this, but I've personally come to find that when I can begin exercising continually, creating that habit, all right, those other three things, uh, you know, hydration, nutrition, sleep, all those things begin to fall in place. Quick question for you. What is the best exercise you can do? What is the best exercise you can do? Right? We're all looking for that, you know, quick fix, six-pack, you know, in 21 days. But the best exercise for you is the one that you will actually do. You know, the one that you're going to actually do, no matter where you are on the health journey today, just begin moving. I know we're in COVID, and I know that that creates a lot of complications. 
But I want to encourage you today to just get active and start doing something. Now, I know that fear is not a great motivation, but I do want to just share this one statistic that I found this week um, that I think that we should just all be aware of. When it comes to obesity rates uh, in Atlantic Canada, you may or may not know this, uh, but Atlantic Canada comes in right at the, the you know, number two, which we don't want to fit in, in that high bracket for obesity rates, just under our friends in Saskatchewan. So why do I say that? Because the reality is, is we often look to the people around us and we set the bar to the people um, that we see and live around and work with every day. And so I want you to know that we can't be comparing and we can't live to that standard um, when it comes to this because we have a lot of work to do uh, here as a province. But here's what I, I want to do. I want us to be able to actually uh, dive in here and I want us to do a workout, all right? I want us to do a workout this morning, all right? That was kind of the warm-up, okay? So now that we're stretched and we're ready, all right? Uh, <laughs> we had a quick joke that I said, you know what? As we get into the message here, into this workout, you know, you can put your, your sweatpants on or your spandex. And somebody just told me this morning that now with COVID, like spandex is allowed at grocery stores, apparently. I don't know if that's just an unwritten rule, but Walmart, Sobeys, all those places, I guess spandex is legit. Uh, you can do that, wear that. Um, but here's, what it, here's the deal. All right, so some of you that are fitness junkies, um, maybe you are in CrossFit, you're going to understand these, this, this word, all right, which it's an acronym for workout of the day. But it's W, okay, I want you to say W, workout, okay, of the day. Workout of the day. I'm going to condense this topic, this conversation today in these three letters, all right? So here we go. I want us to first understand, this is something that we don't uh, often talk uh, maybe a lot about, but each and every one of us, uh, everybody that's listening today, everyone here on planet Earth is, is what we call a triune being. What does that mean? I want us to understand that we are a spirit, okay? Um, Despite what some of us may think, uh, we will not live forever, all right? These bodies will, you know, we all have a deadline. But you know what? Our spirit is who we are, and our spirit does live forever. It's that eternal part of who we are, all right? But here's the second part. We have a soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions. That's where we are able to make choice between right and wrong. Free will is all in our soul, and that's all housed inside of a body. Okay, why is this important? Because at church, and you know, we tend to focus on, on our spirit side, which, which culture doesn't talk a lot about. Our culture fills a lot of things when it comes to our soul, and, and feeding us with information. And it does have a lot of information when it comes to our bodies. All right? But today, I want us to be able to have a conversation that comprises all three. And we can see just how God wants us to be able to live healthy lives. Not when we're leading from our body. 
all right? Who's all seen that guy at the gym that just works out way too much his upper body, but he forgets to, like, work out his, bo- his lower half, and it's like, dude, like, don't do that. You are going to tip over, right? If we focus too much on one area, we're out of balance. Some people focus so much on their soul, and they're, f- they're feeding themselves with so much information, all right, that it's not healthy. But I want us to have a complete, full-body workout this morning. And so, I want us to start with first with W, which is the Word of God. Here's the deal. If I was to ask you this morning, how many of you would want to hear God speak to you? How many would want God to speak to you? I think the reality is, is we're all looking for guidance, for direction for our life. And here's what I've come to know is that God speaks to us primarily. The number one way that God speaks to us is through the Word of God. You know what? One of the things that I've come to know is that as we read Scripture, it feeds, remember, that spirit part of us. Okay? And here's how it works. I want us to go to Hebrews 4, verse 12, and I want to show us what this looks like. It says, the word of God is living and active and full of power. The, the Bible is, is alive. It is the only book that you will read that it reads you. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but you are reading the Bible and, and something in you just begins to, you know, show you that there's areas that you need to change. You're reminded of somebody that, like, you were just a complete jerk and you know that you need to apologize. The Word of God is living, it is active, and it is full of power. You know what? It, it can change our situations. That is what the Word of God is. And if we will create a habit where we are spending time in that daily, God will begin speaking to us. Here's a couple of ways that God speaks to us. Maybe, maybe this is, is a church term, I'm not sure, but like this word, like prompt. Okay, the only way I know how to explain it is this. Uh, we have four kids that are in hockey. All right, that's crazy. Okay, I don't recommend it. Okay, but my daughter just started playing this year. And so in, in the league that she's in, they allow each player to play goalie uh, two times just so that they can try that position. All right, and so it was just a couple of weeks ago that, that she got the gear and she's so proud, you know. And so we strap her all in and send her out onto the ice. And it is like a real game. Like, it is a game situation, real puck, real players. Like, it's just incredible. And so she's just beaming ear to ear. And my wife and I are on the other side of the glass, as close as we could get to her. All right? And, and, and so my wife is, like, through the crack of the glass. you got to, like, picture this. She is like, Victoria, Put your glove up. You know, and there's like players coming at her, but she's just calling, drop to your knees, you know? And so she's giving her all these prompts from the sidelines, which I'm not sure if that was really helpful or not. But I just want to illustrate that that's how God can speak to us with those subtle promptings in our life. From the sidelines, as we are going through our daily routines and conversations, as we create a habit of spending time in God's Word, 
he will begin prompting us throughout our day. Now, some of us want God to do it all for us. That's not how it works. But God will prompt us and he will lead and guide our life. But we have to create that habit of daily spending time with him. Now, here's the second way that God speaks to us is, is he confirms what he's saying to us individually. Now, I don't know if you've ever had this experience or not, but where you feel like, you know, maybe God is saying something to you. Maybe he's trying to get you to change a habit or, or, or to make a different choice or, or a different job or a different career, and you feel like God is kind of leading you in this direction. Well, he will confirm it typically through people, right? That's why it's so important that we go to small groups. That's why it's important that we are around other people. We will get in conversations, and without even knowing it, somebody might say something, and you're, you know, no one else knows, and it's like poker face. But you're just like, oh, shoot, God, I guess you maybe really want me to do that. Or maybe you've come to church before, and you're sitting back, you know, maybe it's online church, or maybe you're there in person, and, and it could be Mark, you know, singing, and he says something, and you're just like, how would he even know that? Right? Like, how does that pastor even know he's speaking directly to me? Here's what you guys got to know. We have tapped into the Google Home, you know, so some of you that have Google Home, we actually get that live fed into us. That's how we get that insider information. Actually, no, we don't. God confirms his word to us through people. But if we are not spending time in the word of God daily, that voice gets quieter. Remember how I mentioned we, have a, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body? Here's what the second part of this, this scripture says. It says, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay? Um, I'm not a sword type of guy. I know some of you guys are like super proud of your swords and sword fights, all that stuff, or, or you're into like Star Wars or whatever. But here's the deal. It, one translation says the word of God is like, is like a scalpel, like, like a doctor's scalpel that can cut and divide as far as the division, catch this, between the soul and the spirit. Here's why this is important. Because we are fed so much information on a daily basis. And I just want to give you guys insider information again. Not all that we hear is true. Right? I don't know about you, but it is hard to decide what is truth, what is conspiracy, and what is going on. But here is the deal. As Christians, if we will create a habit of spending time in God's word... He will be able to help us decide, is that coming from my mind, from my emotions? Is that coming from what I'm being fed? Or is that coming from my spirit, which is the voice of God? And as Christians, that will give us extreme clarity to know how to live our life. And the important decisions that we need to make, it'll give us the confidence I hope you guys are with me. I hope that you're tracking with this that we need because we are hearing directly from God because that voice in our spirit is so clear. But if we are not listening to the word 
of God, we will miss it. Here's the deal. This is a lie that we can all believe when it comes to creating habits. Is, here's the deal. I uh, recently began um, doing some, some push-ups, okay? So I kind of set this little goal that I, I want to do 100 push-ups every other night. And to make it a little bit more fun, I started timing myself. Actually, my son and I do this together where we time ourselves and the goal is to be able to get the time reduced until we can just do 100 push-ups. Here's what's frustrating. I've been doing this for about five weeks and last week, my time got worse. How frustrating is that when you are trying to lose weight, you're eating like you're just living off spinach and chia seeds, and then you go to step on the scale and you've gained weight. And you're just like, that's it. That's why 92% of people give up on their New Year's resolutions by February. Because we don't see the results. But we got to know that that is a lie. And when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to spending time with God, there are going to be seasons and moments and weeks where we feel like nothing is happening. Our situation is getting worse. It doesn't matter that I create a daily habit of spending time in God's word. I want to tell you that that is a lie. As we spend time in his word, it is building that spiritual muscle, whether we know it or not. And there's going to be a day, there's going to be a moment that something's going to happen and we're going to be prepared and we're going to be ready and people are going to be like, why is that guy just like, why is he so full of like joy? Why, why are they able to, to care so much for people? This is, what the, this is what's reproduced, catch this, from our spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, self-control, faith. Those are the things that we are growing if we will continue spending time in God's word this morning. If you're getting something from this, like can you just put like a thumbs up, a fist bump, like I don't even know if there's a chest bump like emoji, but give something in the chat right now. Here's where I want to move to our second point. As athletes, there are one thing that as athletes, and I've come to know as runners, that they do often, and that is they check their heart rate, right? So maybe, maybe you know, just for fun, you can just check that right now. You can actually check your pulse by just, you know, right on, you know, your wrist right now, um, just to make sure that you're, you're alive and you're good. Make sure that you have a pulse, okay? Super important. But athletes have come to know that, it, that they need to check their heart rate often. Uh, fun fact again, since we're talking about respecting your body, our, our heart rate should be somewhere between 60 to 100 beats uh, per minute. If you're super healthy, it may even be as low as 40. But we, athletes have come to know that checking their heart rate um, can, is, is, is just a way to prevent damage, is, is a way um, that they cannot harm themselves. If they exert themselves too much, you can actually create, cause a lot of damage, all right, to our heart. Now, 
let's get real here. What are some of your favorite foods? Some of your favorite foods. So, you know, I, I don't know about you, but like when it comes to like fried food, I don't know, maybe that's, that's what you're into. It could be hot dogs, sausages, ribs. Um, here's a popular one. Bacon, right? Anybody? Come on. Some of your favorite foods. Um, did you know that some of those are actually some of the most unhealthy foods when it comes to our heart? Um, it's interesting and it's also very alarming that when it comes to um, our heart and blockages, it happens so subtly, right? That's the problem with this disease and with cholesterol and all those different things is that it is a small amount over a period of time that eventually creates a blockage, right? And sometimes we we never even know it. You know, we chalk it up to, you know, well, I'm just not as young as I used to be, right? Or maybe it's you know, a stressful time or it's COVID and we're just not getting exercise. And so we can make all these excuses as to maybe why we have, you know, not as quite as much energy. And it can even be undetected uh, by those around us that they, they don't even, can't even tell. What's interesting is, the Bible has a lot to do, has a lot to talk about when it comes to our heart. And so I want us to go to Psalms 123 right now. Psalm 123. And remember, when we're talking about our heart in reference to the Bible, it's not talking about our actual like heart, you know, in our chest, but it's referencing our spirit. Remember, I want to say this again. Our spirit, that we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. And so Psalms 123 says this, it says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is anything offensive in me and lead me in the way of everlasting, just like our physical heart can become blocked, our spiritual heart can also become blocked. What do I, what do I mean by that? That if we're not careful, life has a way of us picking up some, some hurts, you know, picking up um, some jealousy, picking up discouragement. And before long, what can happen is we can, there can be some blockages that happen in our life. Nobody else even knows it. You know, our friends and family, they may not even pick up on it. We may not be detecting it. But here's the deal. It all goes back to our workout that we're doing today. Our workout when it comes to the Bible, the Word of God, that is what helps reveal those things to us. Can I tell you that you can look good on the outside and be blocked on the inside? You can be successful and everything looks like it's going all right and you don't even know, but you are blocked on the inside. 
I can remember the day that I got a call to go and, and pick up my father-in-law who had just suddenly uh, taken ill. And he was out mowing the lawn and something happened and, and, and that's all the details. I remember that day going and picking him up and he was completely exhausted and we didn't know what happened but we rushed him to the hospital. And, and you know, what eventually uh, became known is that he had a blockage in his heart that he did not know. And science and doctors, it's incredible what they can do. But they ended up having to do open heart surgery on my father-in-law. And they, when they did that, when they opened up that area, they seen there were several blockages that have occurred over the years. And so just like in this scripture, search my heart, oh God. If we are going to create healthy habits we need to be able to start with the word of God, but we need to be able to be honest and vulnerable with ourselves to say and to open our heart to those insecurities, those fears, those hurts, the, the jealousy, the insecurities, all those things and say, God, search my heart today and show me what those things are. Because when blockages happen, do you know what it blocks? It blocks our love. It blocks our compassion, our joy, our excitement for life gets blocked, but we don't notice it. Come on, somebody, because it happens so slow. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was outside uh, working with, with, my, with my boys on a project, and um, I was frustrated about something. I can't actually remember what it was, but... I was, I was no fun to be around. And my oldest son, uh, it kind of breaks my heart actually to think about this, but I was upset about something and he stopped and he looked at me and he said, Dad, are you going to be like this all day? And I stopped in my, and I was like, wow. And in that moment, he showed me something that, that, I was frustrated, and it wasn't whatever was going on in that moment. It revealed to me that there was a blockage. There was something that was causing me to be upset that had nothing to do with them. And you know what? These are some of the signs and, and the things that we see in our life that we need to be able to take a step back and say, God, search my heart. I just want to begin to conclude, but I want to be able to say, guard yourself against this lie. Guard yourself against the lie that it doesn't matter that you go to church or that you watch service online. Or does it matter if you go to small group? Can I tell you that those are the things that will help prevent blockages from happening in our life. You see, we can easily say, you know what, I didn't read my Bible for two weeks a month. I haven't gone to church in six or nine months and nothing's really changed. We tell ourselves that lie. But what we have to know is beneath this surface, without us knowing, there are things that we are, are picking up and it is changing who we are 
becoming. We never stay in one place. We are becoming something or somebody different depending on what we are feeding ourselves. So in our workout, we've got the word of God. We've got that. We've got to open our heart. And I want us to land here on our third part of our workout of the day. Okay, the workout of the day is, is D. And that is discipline. Discipline. I know that doesn't sound very fun, but let's put a little fun spin on it. I know that for me, it's kind of exciting right now that we're going to switch to sports here, um, is, is that hockey's back. So I don't know if you are a hockey fan, maybe you're a football fan, some amazing games last night. But if you're a hockey fan, I don't know, maybe put your team in the chat right now. Uh, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of teams out there to cheer for. Um, I won't say who, who I cheer for, but um, uh, the Leafs are actually, uh, here's the deal. When it comes to discipline, every hockey team wants the same result, right? The goal is to win the cup, is it not? That's the end goal for all the teams this year that are starting. You know, there's a few teams that maybe they're in a rebuilding stage and so, you know, maybe they're five years out, all right? Um, here's a very disappointing statistic. The Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs, have been rebuilding for 54 years, all right? That's, that's, that's harsh, I know, but this is our year. But here's the deal. When it comes to us personally, we relatively all want the same goals, we all want to maybe lose a little bit more weight or become more fit or to manage our finances better or to be a better Christian, um, be a nicer, you know, person. You know, we relatively all have similar goals. But what is the difference between people that are unsuccessful and people that are successful? Here's the deal. It actually comes down to, and I wrote this down, all right? It comes down to our systems, all right? And I've put this up on the screen, and I'll get you to pull it up because it's super important. But discipline, the difference between successful and unsuccessful is we don't rise to the level of our goals, but we fall to the level of our systems. What does that mean? Systems to me means habits, all right? So we all have goals. You can tell me all about our goals, but what is the system that you have in place that's going to get you there? Because ultimately, that's what's going to allow us to become successful in achieving those. And that's where we fall short. Often, we all know what to do, right? The hockey teams, they know what to do, but how to do it is where we struggle. And so I want to leave you guys today with just recapping again, how do we do it? How do we create the habits that we need to create in order to get and become that person God's called us to be? It's number one, we need to create that daily discipline of spending time in God's word. And through those moments and through that discipline, 
we need to be real and open and honest with ourselves and say, God, search my heart. God, be real with me. Show me the areas that I need to change. And lastly, we need to be disciplined to keep that consistent. That even if we go backwards, even if we don't feel anything is changing, we continue that continual habit, that workout of the day. And here's what happens. We know what to do. We know how to do it. And as we continue working the how, we will get a picture of who God wants us to become. That's so good. I don't know about you, but I work in pictures. I get a picture in my head of what that looks like. And then I'm, I know what to do. I know how to do it. And so I'm going to step back for just a moment. We're going to put this scripture up on the screen of Psalms. Search me, O God. And, and I'm going to just give you guys a few moments that wherever you're watching, to be able to just search your own heart and just look at this scripture and allow God to speak to you as they just play kind of just instrumentally in the background. This is between you and God and maybe, maybe you're, you're with your family and you guys want to do this individually or maybe you want to join together and maybe you have some some confessions that you need to make or some forgiveness that you need to ask for. But I'm going to give you a few moments to just allow God to speak to you right now. I just want to uh, pray over you uh, just in this moment. God, we pray. God, it is my prayer that as we spend time with you, God, even this message, that wherever it lands, God, as we learn today that the Word of God is active, God, it is alive and it is powerful does that mean? That means it's powerful to create change. And so my prayer is, is that God, I ask that we would begin believing again. Maybe we've given up on ourselves or we've given up on you. 
And over these next few weeks, as we talk about habits, I pray that there would be an overwhelming belief would rise in our heart that we can change by just making some small changes when it comes to our habits. God, I just pray that you would, again, just reveal things. God, maybe in this moment, but maybe even this week, and give us the courage that we need to have those conversations, to make those changes so that we can become the person that's full of passion, that's full of love, full of God for our life. God, thank you so much for who you are and for speaking to us in just such a real way today. And we pray this in your son's name. Amen.